The about it life is a philosophy. It's a lifestyle. We represent those who take any specific endeavor seriously while putting forth an honest and prudent effort. It's a mindset. An elevated standard of professionalism, honor, and dedication to a cause or action. We show extreme courage in times of stress or overwhelming odds. We don't make excuses. We don't talk about it. We be about it. Welcome everybody to episode 28 of the All Moves Podcast. This is Anthony Manaya speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in. You already know the deal. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. You're in for a good one today. I just want you to imagine yourself for a second. Locked in a cell. You're by yourself, it's dark, and you're pacing around. Right? And the cell is so small that to get to the other side of the room, it just takes three big steps. And you're walking back and forth with three big steps. One, two, three, turn around. One, two, three, turn around. You're sweating bullets right now. You're like, yeah, I don't even know what's about to happen. What is going on? Then just imagine now the cell door opens and you got five or six people coming in, grabbing you, putting you against the ground and they start torturing you. Start punching you in the face. Start whipping you. They start stepping on your head. And and they're asking you to speak. Tell me. Tell me the secrets. And you say nothing. Now just imagine that. They leave the room. Now you're all bloodied up. You're crying. Now just imagine that for six years. Imagine that for six years. See, this is a true story. By Navy Captain Charlie Plum. He was a pilot, right? And during a mission in North Vietnam, he was he was flying a plane. He got shot down. He uh, he did the emergency escape. He got off the plane. He started parachuting down, but he parachuted in enemy territory. This was on May 19th, 1967. He parachutes down. They take him in. Put him in a cell. 
He's locked in there. And he's like, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And they come in and start beating him up. At one point, they had ropes around his ankles and his wrists. And so just imagine for a second, you're laying on the floor and there's ropes, one rope on your on your left wrist, one rope on your right wrist, another rope on your left ankle and then your right ankle, right? So it's like four people holding on each side. And then you have the other guy trying to interrogate you in a language that you really don't understand. Broken up English. You're like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. I don't even know what you're saying. But I'm not saying shit. So they twist him up. Matter of fact, just imagine they twist you up. Like a pretzel. While the guy who's interrogating you puts his foot on your face. And says, talk. Tell me, what's the plan? What are you guys doing? Tell me the strategy. Why why you guys are here? What do you what are you doing? Asking you these questions and you're like, I'm not saying nothing. While you're being all twisted up, ankles is bleeding, wrist is bleeding, your arm is about to come off, it's like you're being you're being twisted up like a pretzel. That's what happened to him. But then eventually he started saying things, getting strategic, started saying things to lie just so he won't get, you know, tortured even more. So he'll say, yeah, I'll talk. And he'll tell him some, some lie that he made up. So he would stay in this cell. At one point, he was lonely. Crying. It's like, what am I going to do? Then he starts seeing a little tug on the wall. It's like, hey, what's, what's this thing on the wall? This little wire thing going through the wall. Going in and out, in and out, in and out. It's like, what is that? He ignored it for like an hour. It kept happening. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Let me just play it safe. Let me just be in the corner, play it safe. And take no risk. It kept happening and happening. After an hour and a half, he went back. He said, okay, let me tug it back. And he started tugging the wire back and forth. And then it stopped again. And then the other side started tugging back and forth. So then the wire disappears. And about two hours later, the wire comes back with a note on it. With instructions on a communication system that they invented. He found out that his boy was right next door. He was also a pilot. He he actually was a guy named I have the, I have it here. His name was uh, Bob Shoemaker. He actually packed up 
the parachutes. I'm sorry, yeah, that's what he did. He packed up the parachutes. And he was locked in for two years before Charlie got there. So they developed this communication system. I tug it three times. I don't know, that's a letter. And then he doesn't, they, they found their way to communicate. He found out that Bob the shoemaker was there for two years before he had arrived. And he was like, yo, how do you even survive this? This is insane. You were here for two years. How did you do it? And Bob replied, You have to realize something. You are now in the best leadership corps in the world. You're in a camp with the best leadership corps in the world. We are warriors. We will find our way out. You have to have faith. Our purpose is to fight this war until our last dying breath. We must embrace the challenge. The fucking mindset you have to have to be locked in and tortured and beaten for two years and to reply, you know, how do you survive, man? And that's the way you reply? We must embrace the challenge. You found yourself locked up in a camp with the best leaders in the world? In fucking sane. It's amazing. It's amazing. That shit pumps me the fuck up. For 2,113 days... Charlie Plum was locked in that cell, beaten, tortured. And then they came to save him, right? The Americans came to save him. I'm skipping through the whole story, of course, but I'm just, I'm I'm getting to the point. This is a long story short. He gets, he goes back home. The doctor starts to see him. To check, you know, uh, post-traumatic stress to see, like, what's going on in his mind. Um, you know, it, does he have, is he going to have visions? And he said, no, that's not me. I'm good. I have grown because of this situation. And they thought he was going to be suicidal. He was like, no, that's not me. Everybody locked in that camp 
had a mentality of a winner. And he said, he said, you know, because the, of this situation, they actually became better men. Because they experienced this, they became better men from it. And he asked him, yo, man, how the hell? Were you able to survive for six years? The doctors, everybody, family, media, friends. How were you able to do it? How were you able to survive six years of torture, locked in a room, boredom, extreme boredom, by yourself? How were you able to do it? And I'm going to read you his reply in a second. But he said there was three things. He said he had faith. The first thing he had was faith. He believed in something bigger than him. He had a purpose. Right? He said he had a purpose. I had a reason to live. Not only his faith in God, but it was his faith in his family. I want to get back home to my wife. I want to get back onto my family. I have to live. I have to survive this. There's no, you know, there's no way around it. I don't have a choice. That was his first thing. It was faith. The second thing, and I'm going to read it straight from his book, which is called I'm No Hero. By Charlie Plum. He said. The second thing. Was I had self-discipline. It would have been easier. To avoid torture. By succumbing to. The North Vietnamese. Interrogation. It would have been easier. To assume helplessness. By blaming an evil world. It would have been rationalized myself. I could have rationalized myself into mental and physical paralysis. However, strict self-obedience gave me the ability to persevere. Self-discipline. And we talk about it all the time on this podcast. Self-obedience gave me the ability to persevere. Powerful. The third thing, the third thing he said was pride. Pride is what kept him alive. He knew who he was. He was proud of who he was. He was proud of his country. He was proud of himself. He's like, I know who I am. I'm not, this is not me. I'm not built to give in. I'm not built to give in. There's a reason for me to live, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna play this out. 
if it takes six years, it took Bob the Shoemaker eight years with the same mentality. And he understood that discipline will give him freedom. Discipline gave him freedom. Now, the reason why I share that story with you, because the whole concept of the book, which is why it's called No Hero, I'm No Hero, is basically saying he's no different from the everyday people who are going through their their similar problems, right? Where, you know, they've been diagnosed with a disease or, um, you know, they got cancer Um, They just lost a family member. They just lost that job that they desperately needed. And now they're in a position where they got to make an adjustment. They got to make a move. And he's trying to say that the way I survived it is no way, is no different than how someone who survives a car accident and how do they make their adjustments from there? It's no different how someone, you know, lost a loved one. Right? Our level of pain is the same. And I wanted to share that story because I talk about it all the time. You are living the results of your philosophy. The way you think is why you are where you are. You see, because you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to what happens. And it's up to you based on your principles, based on your own philosophy. Are you going to accept whatever comes your way or are you going to make adjustments you see it was easy for Charlie Plum he could have easily gave in six years of torture loneliness tedium when you're feeling tedious bored as fuck And he found a way to plan for the future. He thought about planning for the future. He found a way to communicate. Developed a communication system. Bob the Shoemaker saying, yo, listen. You found yourself in the, in, in the world's greatest camp. Filled with powerful leaders. The world's best leaders. And there's people who are giving into their problems every single day, allowing life to take over, blaming other people but themselves. See, I, you and I, if you haven't experienced this, I doubt the people listening to this have experienced, you know, uh, being tortured in the enemy territory. 
But we don't appreciate our freedom until it's gone. See, Charlie Plum said, freedom is the ability to walk through the door. The fact that I have that choice to even get up and walk through the door, or I have that choice to do whatever it is I want, to go outside or to go to that Starbucks. He's like, that's freedom. And when I came out of this camp or when I came out of this you know, cell and I, came, I returned home, I started appreciating the little things. The luxury of going to the store. The luxury of going to work or the luxury of getting up and putting on your favorite TV show or seeing your friend or going on social media, right? It's a luxury. Yet we don't even think about that. It's like when we don't appreciate air until we're underwater, right? It's like how many people don't appreciate money. They start spending money until their income is cut off. Now you're like, holy shit. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh my God, God. And you start panicking. Gratitude is underrated. In many people's lives, in today's society, many people don't appreciate the little things, right? He appreciated and he he appreciated his situation even when he was locked up. Being that I'm still alive. I have nothing else but my character and who I am and what I'm looking forward to. I'm not built for this. This is not this is not what I'm gonna accept. This is not me. I'm 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 built for something better. This is not who I am. We're gonna get out of here, we're gonna win. Bob the fucking shoemaker, eight years. <laughs> Yo, this pumps me up so much because to have this mentality, you you really have a strong reason to live. You have a strong purpose. There's people giving in today because somebody bullied them. On social media or somebody made fun of them or something like that, right? They're giving in to that. Or they're giving in to the smallest things. That if you really look at it, in the next five to ten years, you look, you'll laugh at it yourself. You'll be like, that wasn't that big of a deal. I don't know why I, I overreacted on that, right? Because we all have a choice. We have a choice. And once you start to understand that I can take up, I can take the responsibility and it's about how I react to every situation, you wouldn't panic. You probably get a bit nervous of the unknown, right? You're like, oh man, you're just like, oh, what's going to happen? You're curious. You're wondering what's next. But you don't accept defeat. You don't accept what life throws at you. You embrace it. You embrace the challenge. You just don't give in to the failures. 
you are living the results of your philosophy. Meaning the way you think is why you are where you are right now. Whether it's good or whether it's bad. It led you to this point. Because yeah, something happened to you, but what are you going to do about it now? What's the next move? You can go back and listen to that episode. What's the next move? What happens now? You lost your job. Okay, what? what's the next move? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to try to escape? Because that's what losers do. Losers take, loser takes breaks when they're losing. Loser takes breaks when they're losing. They lost their job. There's no money coming in. But you find them hanging out, chilling, escaping. Hey, yeah, ooh, let's let's get away from our problems. Let's not let's not take ownership of it. Let's accept it because I'm afraid. While winners work harder when they're winning, because they understand that this position right now may not be forever. Let um, let me prepare myself for the worst. I want to expect the best, but let me prepare myself for the worst. Having that true preparation. It's about thriving in life, man. It's about thriving. And I recommend everybody go get in this book, I'm No Hero by Charlie Plum. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not that long, but the story, if you're really into overcoming adversity, it's one, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm, I'm writing all over this book, taking notes all over it. I'm like, there's substance in this. There's something that we can all learn from this. And the fact that it relates to what I speak about all the time. When I talk about, you know, what's the next move, making adjustments, discipline, responsibility, purpose, that connection, right? And it all comes down to that. Your character, who you really are. Who you really are will show in times of adversity, times of struggle. It will expose you. It's amazing. It's amazing. And for me as a man, I own that. I own that. Which is why I, you know, what what are the problems? What are the problems? Give me them. I want to see if I'm talking shit of what, or if what I'm speaking is the truth. You know, be careful what you wish for, Anthony. Of course. But I'm serious, man. When there's an L in my business, when there's an L in my life, when I take a loss somehow, some way, I get all scientific. I look at that shit from a different angle. I'm like, all right, what what are we doing? It's not that it doesn't hurt. 
It's not that, you know, it's not that getting tortured doesn't hurt, right? Getting twisted up by the ankles and by the wrist and getting all twisted up, step on the head and everything. Nobody said that that didn't hurt. But your strong desire to live, your, your, your character, who you are, the honor you have for your people, for, your, for, your, for what you stand for is stronger than that temporary pain. See, so if you're going through something right now, you can look at it from a, you have to look at it from a different angle. What can I do to solve this problem and not let it just take over my life? Let me not wait another day as this problem continues to pass by and and and, and own me, right? It's owning your life. That problem's owning your life. Or you let it continue to take over. And roll on to the next day, the next day, the next day. How can you stop the bleeding and take ownership and take responsibility of your situation? Take responsibility of the problems. Make the adjustments. Trial, error, trial, error, and move forward. Move forward. I'm going to leave you with this. It's one thing you have to understand, right? It's easy to say, you know, it's easier said than done. It's easy to say, make adjustments. It's easy to say, be disciplined. It's easier said than done. Every person is different. Every person has a unique problem, right? But what separates people, the greats from the average those who succeed and those who lose is that strong desire and that connection they have to this thing bigger than them, this purpose that they have. This strong connection to that and knowing who you are. When you look in the mirror every single day, you know who you are. You're not faking it. You're not bullshitting. Because there's a real big thing with people right now fronting on the internet. Acting like, oh, I'm confident. Or acting like they know the way. Teaching motivation. Teaching, you know, all this bullshit. Writing books. It's like, dude, these people have no idea, right? They're fronting. They're trying to look good. Until they get hit with some real adversity. Some real problems. That's when they shrink and they lose because they've been fronting for so long. They don't know how to react when something real hits them in the face. Ooh, that's a good one. It's really knowing who you are and having that real desire, that sense of urgency to complete that mission. So with that being said, guys, I'm going to leave you with that today. Share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. Put it on your social platforms. Tag me up. I want more people to listen to this message. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week.
Family, listen, if you haven't done so yet, check out the About It Life store. You go to theaboutitlife.com. You can go check out the hats, the merch, the uh, the cups, the, uh, the T-shirts, everything we have there. If you support the movement and really rock with this message, go check that out, theaboutitlife.com. I appreciate you guys so much. If you can support the movement, it means so much to me. Also, I do run a private mastermind group. Uh, I call it my inner circle. It's the aboutitclub.com where you can go there and it's a $25 a month membership where you and I come together every Tuesday night, right? It's a group of us, a group of like-minded individuals. If you want to tune in every Tuesday nights at 9 p.m., we uh, we talk about imp- important topics um, and, and we discuss them after. You know, there's a lot of people that on their journey to growth, on their journey to uh um, you know, to to really understanding the mind and understanding philosophy and understanding what it takes to actually win. Um, a lot of people don't have a community around them that are going in the same direction. So if you're looking for something like that, if you want exclusive content of mine, there's articles, videos exclusively in the aboutitclub.com. You can go check that out. It's a $25 a month membership. Um, there's no commitments. You can cancel anytime if you don't find value in it. So with that being said, family, um, go check out theaboutitlife.com and go check out theaboutitclub.com. Thank you so much for listening in.